time, so oh we're boy. all good. Oh boy. Oh boy. All right. How does Let's the intro see. go again? It's been a, a hot second. <laughs> okay, I think I think this this is what happens now. All mm-hmm. right. The nerds make their glorious return to the airwaves with a button-mashing, coin-collecting, level-conquering episode all about video games. They may know their way around a controller, but can the two prove themselves as true gamers? Eli's the opposite of a completionist, Caroline's so bad at video games she doesn't even trash talk during Mario Kart, and both are total nerds. Alright. Hello. Hello. It's time it's time for the thing. Let's see if we've gotten any better in the past uh four weeks of not recording, because mm. you know, not doing something, that's what makes you better at it. <laughs> um, Alright. Three, three, two, two one, one. Hey nerd. Hey nerd. You know that what? didn't sound that bad didn't to me. It didn't sound awful. It sounded like immediate you were immediately after me. So maybe mm. that lines it up. Who knows? Maybe. Maybe. I mean, <laughs> Remember when we were like, if we say something in sync, it'll make it easier to edit this later. And I'm like, no, no, that's silly. No, yeah, uh, that was it was real hubristic on our part. We thought that we could enforce our will over the internet, and Skype was like, you bitch, that's not true. Uh, I also want to point out that we th- we write our own things in the episode description, so mm-hmm. I didn't call Caroline out for being bad at Mario Kart. Caroline <laughs> called herself out for being bad at Mario yeah. Kart. I put myself on blast for that one, yeah. Uh, so there's your little sneak peek into the Hey Nerd production process, um, where we mm. like have to talk about ourselves during a little intro bit. Um, yeah, I mean, if you'd actually insulted me just then, I think I would have made a noise of disapproval <laughs> almost immediately. That's true. <laughs> I feel like it would have been a piece of no... It would have been known if I had been, like, just randomly calling you out uh, Mm. for a game we've never played together, actually. Mm. (laughs) That's probably for the best. I suck at it. I mean, I'm only good at, like, one version of Mario Kart, and it's not even a... It's not, like, a group console version. It's the, uh... D- like the original DS version of Mario Kart is the only one I can play well, and every other version I'm like bad at by never having played it before. Mm, yeah, no, I straight up just go the wrong direction on purpose to see just what happens. <laughs> I experiment a little bit, I push boundaries, that's just how much I kind of give up when I play Mario Kart with someone. <laughs> But like, are you pushing it. boundaries because you want to know, or because you've already a- a- acknowledged the fact that you can't win, so yeah, well, it's like, like, there's no point? Yeah, I'm basically like, well, I just got lapped twice by, like, baby fucking Luigi or whatever, so I feel like, <laughs> at this point, nowhere to go but down. Um, and then I get picked up by little cloud things, and they put me back, but yeah, no. Um, cool. Did we introduce ourselves at any point, or- We did not! Oh, whoops! <laughs> We'll, think, uh, we'll get the hang of this eventually. We're only two seasons in. <laughs> yeah, you know, we'll be better. Um, I, I closed everything instead oh, of no. maximizing Skype, but the, the real lesson is my name is Eli, uh, and my pronouns are they, them, theirs. My name is Caroline, and my pronouns are she, her, hers. Uh, and we're back, we're if that back. wasn't obvious already. <laughs> yeah, we're back after a, a brief hiatus, dur- which I kind of broke a little bit, but it's fine. Um, <laughs> I broke we both did. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. senior year will do that to you, you know? You're just so tired all the time. Yeah, well, you know, I just needed to have a mental breakdown about habits for 40 minutes. <laughs> Um, by the way, in that thing, I said, oh, I cleared this with Eli about 15 minutes ago, and then I checked the timestamps on, like, um, 
when I'd sent Eli the text versus when I started recording, and it was, there was a five minute gap. It was, I gotta clear five <laughs> minutes before I started recording. And I was like, it wasn't even a thing of like, oh, I'm gonna, like, I'm going to do this, like, right now, like, today. I was like, hey, at some point, I might do this. Yeah. And five minutes later, I was like, I can't fucking focus on this. I have to do this. <laughs> and get this brain rot out of my head. Yeah, so the turnaround from my perspective was, in fact, um, can I do this? And then, like, 45 minutes later, a 40-minute thing goes up, and it's like, I did it. And I was like, wild. You clearly had something deep-seated that you just needed to put out into the world. I did, and I, I put it out there, and so now it's out there, and it's... I can't believe I managed to talk for 40 minutes by myself. Um, <laughs> That's how it goes sometimes, you know? That is how it goes sometimes for me, I suppose. Um, but yeah... So so we are back. It's season two. We're doing se- we're doing another season. Yeah. We um we didn't in fact disappear forever. Uh we just disappeared for enough time that it it's a thing that we have seasons. Yes. Uh, I don't know why I phrased it like that. The point of this is in in the trend of can we remember how this podcast goes, I have remembered the Brendan question has Ooh, come around. That's good. Uh we didn't pick one, so I just went and looked at the two that we had written out, and the most video game one was, if you were a console, which console would you be? So that's what we're gonna do today. <laughs> um, I would be the Nintendo Switch, because I am small and feel like I am currently very easily taken apart. <laughs> <laughs> I feel said that disassemblable. <laughs> You said that in such a soft voice, but that's such a dark statement. It's like, I am breakable down into many component parts that can then be moved in opposite directions. I mean, um, not none of that was technically untrue anyway, so... Yeah, but I, I hope that you don't have, like, release buttons where your <laughs> limbs just come off. That, that would be concerning on a human person, is what it would be. <laughs> <laughs> Life hack, your pulse points are actually just released. <laughs> yeah. Life hack, if you um find a specific uh space between the bones of your shoulder and your I guess your shoulder blade and then the actual rotator cuff of your shoulder, you can fully take off your arm uh and replace it with an arm that's exactly the same functionality, but just looks a little bit different. And then you can um, swing your original arm around to hit people. Um Yeah, you can smack people with your <laughs> loose arm you have an extended arm um <laughs> what would you be if you were a console <laughs> if i was a console what would i be uh i don't know probably probably i would be uh a, the old 3d not the old 3ds but like the 3ds that is old comparatively to how old we are um, just because, you know, college apps do be making me write a lot about my childhood, and that's kind of, that is, like, the first console I ever mm-hmm. had. Um, and, well, I have a personal console, but still. Uh, and so that's, that's what I've been thinking about, is young, small Eli, and what, what they were up to, and it was a lot of, uh, DS games, is what it was. Nice. I love that we just both picked handheld consoles. Um, I think that is both our own little subconscious way of just going, I'm baby! Um... <laughs> I, I'm baby, but also I'm an introvert, and if I don't have to talk to people to play video games, then I will sit in my room by myself, and you that's say how it goes. on our podcast that we do for two hours at a time. Um, yes. <laughs> uh, this is 
This is good. This is great. Uh, so I suppose now, Brendan, question, uh, weekly anecdotes, yes? Yes. Okay. D- Fuck. D- do we have them? I mean... I don't know. We just, uh, I had a birthday. Um, Ooh. so I'm, yes. yeah, I am now an adult and I'm going to vote. Don't ask if I'm going to vote. Don't ask if I'm registered <laughs> to vote. I've done all those things already. I understand what my responsibilities are as a citizen of the United States when our democracy is crumbling into nothingness. I, I get it. <laughs> I know. I'm aware. I'm going to do it. We'll do yeah. early voting. Fuck. Um, so yeah, I have that. I, that, that happened. That was fun. Uh, did some cool stuff, play Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, both days of my birthday weekend. Um, because that's what it's like being in two campaigns that both play on weekends. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it's like having a Saturday campaign and a Sunday campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess in like the, my only anecdote is that I recently saw Jaws for the first time, mm. not because I sought out seeing Jaws, but because our screenwriting class, well, my screenwriting class in the program that we are both in, um, is really do- is doing monster movies right now, mm. uh, and so I watched Jaws after reading the screenplay, um, and I I didn't really have an opinion about Jaws. I think like I it there's this whole thing where it's like Jaws is the best monster movie, and I watched it and I was like, well, that's fine. It didn't inspire anything in me, um, mm. but I guess that's my hot take on Jaws is that I felt nothing really the whole time I was watching it. <laughs> um, the most apathetic hot take of all time. Mm. Yeah, my hot take is that I have none. <laughs> my hot take is not having a take at all. Yeah, I mean, that's a mood, though. That's honestly just kind of how I feel about Star Wars, to be honest. <laughs> though I did mm. see, there was a college, and I was looking through their course descriptions, uh, and one of those things was, like, a, a whole class on Star Wars, and I looked at it, and it looked like the professor was just, like, really into Star Wars and wanted to talk about it and just stuck it in, like, a media class. Um, which, like, good for them. I kind of want to just take it, just because this person seems very into Star Wars, and that would be amusing. Um, assuming I get into college. Fuck. Um. (laughs) Yeah, based on the assumption you get into that college. Yeah. Which college is it? Uh, I'm trying to remember. I have it written down somewhere. Um, I think it was Vassar? But do not quote me on that. Well, yeah. I think it's time to get, uh... We're, we're in first place on Rainbow Road, now it's time to get Blue Shelled out of that and into into the topic that we're doing. Mm-hmm. That was my attempt at a graceless segue. I, mm. you know... I, w- I, I was I was trying to think of what uh, backflip, what kind of backflip I would use, um, but... Um, <laughs> double see. jumps? <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm going to... Oh, this is so specific. Uh, install the the gravity um, changing mod on Minecraft. Hit it really four times really quickly, so you do one full flip, uh, and then you land in a lava pool. Because why would you do that? And now it's the episode. Mm. Yeah, that games. doesn't make. Yeah, it's video games. It's video games from people who don't really play video games. We wanted that to pick much. a nerdy. We wanted to pick a nerdy topic to stay on theme since our our last few episodes have kind of not been about that. But um. <laughs> Turns out we're kind of fake nerds this whole time. This whole time we've been lying to you. We're really bad at being nerds, is the thing. Yeah, um... <sighs> so video games, I mean, what's your what's your history with video games? When did when did baby Eli get, in, get into video games? I'm channeling the ghost of I my past yeah, with the... the, the yeah, the... The input for my headphones changed a little bit because you sounded so different. 
Um, very good. Uh, I think probably, you know, the time at which most people get, well, okay. Did you ever play, like, edu- educational video games when you were young? Like, there were, yes. like, the specific consoles where it was like, this is a learning console. The Leapfrog, and it w- yes. <laughs> yeah, the Leapfrog. That's what it was called. Uh, so I played that some. Mm-hmm. Not a whole lot. I actually don't know, I don't think I had one, but, like, either a friend had one or, like, the school I was at had one. So I remember playing that, and that was just, like, a learning game. Which I think is why I like, like, I, I I took the learning out of that and not the video game aspect. So I got really into being being nerdy and teaching myself things and not as much into playing video games. Um, mm. But I guess, like, I think my first console was a Nintendo DS, which I must have gotten a couple years after they first started coming out. Because it was a DSi, so it was after, like, the first wave of DSs when the DSIs were first coming out, or maybe had come out, like, a year before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got a DSi, which means that I bought into Nintendo real early, like a mm-hmm. lot of people did. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I played, I played pretty much any Nintendo game I could get a hand on, because, like, a lot of the really famous Nintendo games are also the most expensive Nintendo games. Mm-hmm. But you can get, like, poorly developed <laughs> games for less money. Uh, and, you know, you know, your boy really went hard on, like, the various pets games that were like fifteen bucks because they were bad, um, but I I played some some classics of Nintendo also, uh, but yeah I started playing when I was kind of young and I've played video games sporadically ever since across a variety of consoles that I guess we can talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, so I grew up living a very uh, gendered experience in a homeschooled household. Um, which makes it sound a little bit like my mom was a religious fundamentalist, which she wasn't. But, like, that is to say, we, uh, we did not get a whole lot of consoles. Um, we had, like, the Leapfrog, and then no, no Nintendo Switch, no nothing. Like, we would maybe mess around on, like, the family computer back when the family computer was, like, a mainstay of, like, Mm -hmm. homes. Because, you know, why would everyone need their own computer? That's ridiculous. Um... (laughs) Uh, and then we got a Wii, I think... Much later than everyone else did. I remember in our freshman year poetry workshop, I mentioned this, like, offhand, I think, in one of my poems. And then our poetry workshop partner was like, I think that con- Like, how did you get it that late? Like, I think that constitutes, like, you know, that that should be considered an act of child abuse in, like, a jokey way. And I was like, no, not really. Um, (laughs) So, like, we got that. And then just as, like, we basically got consoles, like- the Wii and the Wii U, just as they became obsolete, so that no one else was, like, fucking buying them, so they would be cheap. Um, mm-hmm. because my parents were like, we're just gonna get this right when you don't want it anymore. Um, and then the gendered experience bit of that comes in, because my brother was super into video games, and I don't know if it was, like, my own internalized self, or just, like, what people got me, but my two games that were mine, that were my own to play, were, I remember, a Disney princess game, and then a babysitting game. Um uh, mm. <laughs> Mm, fun, fun, <laughs> yeah, fun yeah. Cool. That's kind of what I. That's kind of what I got. I mean, they were both cute games, and I think I played them with some interest for a while. But yeah, no, my brother had like all of the Lego Wii video games, um, mm. and then he had like a couple of the Mario platformers. But again, just as things were kind of becoming obsolete, uh, and now mm-hmm. my brother is a pretty hardcore PC gamer. Uh, like he's constantly on Steam grinding away at like various little role-playing games and i just never i think really got into it because my brother was super protective over the console 
and I was like, oh, I don't really want to play, and then, like, I just ended up being bad because I never did video games, and so I was like, I don't feel the need to do this in my spare time either. Um, nice. So, yeah, so I also did the LeapFrog thing, though, and the Leap LeapFrog games did slap. Um, and I think we also played some, like, online educational games as well on the, on the family computer. Um, but yeah. And then I guess I also got, like, an iPod Touch when those were a thing, when I was, like, Mm -hmm. nine. Um, and we had games on those. Like, we had Minecraft Pocket Edition. Um, Mm -hmm. and we did play, I think, Minecraft on the computer for a bit. Um, and we played, I think there was a game called, like, Tower Town or something that I played for a while. It was just a bunch of little, like, mobile games. um, Yeah. That, like, my friend would get me into. Or stuff like that that I would play religiously for like you know several months and then completely put down, never to put up again. Um, but yeah, that's how it goes sometimes. That's yeah. It's it's my my relationship with video games is very brief. I do not have a whole lot of experience with any kind of uh, console games, um, mm-hmm. so I'm kind of shit at those. I still play Minecraft, but that's about Ooh. it. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I I've my Minecraft experience has been so. I can trace a lot of my interest in video games back to one specific person that I don't really want to get into my relationship with because, uh, not mm. like it's bad or anything, it's just like, it's complicated, and the more I talk about it, the more everyone listening is going to be like, this doesn't make sense, okay. it's weird, stop using so many words. Um, but anyways, this person who was a couple years older than me, um, and we were like, friends by circumstance is how I would describe Mm. this like my relationship but he played a lot of minecraft uh and he played a lot of skyrim and the minecraft i was that's like the reason i started playing minecraft is because he was on this like one specific server and i went home to my dad and i was like hey dad hey dad can i can i get minecraft please please sir uh and my dad was like yeah okay (laughs) (laughs) uh because i i played so i played minecraft pretty much from right when it started getting popular and then i stopped playing for a couple years and then i played like early middle school and then I stopped playing for a couple years and then in quarantine I went back to Minecraft mm-hmm. as I think a lot of people did in quarantine mm-hmm. uh and I I've stopped playing Minecraft as like the game that Minecraft is supposed to be and now I almost exclusively play parkour on Minecraft and that's kind of all I do uh that's it I just I like parkour games they've always been very fun to me and so the the parkour aspect of Minecraft is the one thing that I still use it for now mm, nice so what are uh, you preferential to in Minecraft? Uh, I like building. Th- I I like building pretty farms, and that's kind of <laughs> it. I like building pretty farms and making pretty things, is kind of my vibe. I'm like, hmm, how can I? How, I I play with cheats on my Minecraft world. Just kind of, just whenever I am inconvenienced by something, I'm like, let me turn this on peaceful mode real quick so I can fucking get this loot. And then I go, I go away, and I'm like, I think I'm trying to get through like a lot of the, like trying to get through like all the achievements and stuff. Um, but I also haven't played in a hot minute. Um, but yeah, we're, okay, so, throwing myself back to when Minecraft was popular and, like, the the big thing, um, Minecraft YouTubers, who'd you watch? <laughs> if any. Um, so, f- a funny story, I don't actually remember watching, so, I don't remember watching Minecraft YouTubers myself, like, five years ago, when that was, like, a thing five mm-hmm. years ago, and there was, like, this whole explosion. Uh, I remember my friend's little brother talked about Minecraft YouTubers a lot, mm-hmm. and he, like, we carpool, well, we didn't carpool, we gave them rides home, mm-hmm. like, there was the one-way carpool, but, uh, we gave them rides home, and so you'd talk about them in the car, and I'd just kind of listen and be like, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's happening. Uh, in quarantine, I've started watching Minecraft YouTubers. Uh, I've watched a lot of Captain Sparkles and a lot of Dream. Uh, and that's kind of the two that I've been watching 
pretty much for the past, like, since quarantine started, just because, I don't know, I think it was, like, a return to this game. It's, like, a way to play the game without actually having to put in the effort or mm. emotional commitment to playing. Yeah. Uh, and so it's it's fun. Um, but yeah, those those are the two. Captain Sparkles and Dream have kind of been who I've been watching yeah. uh, as a 17-year-old person, not as, like, a 12-year-old. Mm. As an 11-year-old, I was into not, like, any of the bigger YouTubers that would have made probably more sense. I just somehow stumbled into watching the Yogg's cast back when they were getting, like, really big. Um, mm-hmm. I think I started out with probably, like, Simon and Lewis and, like, the little, like, factory series for the different mods, and then I spread out into... <laughs> The fucking extended universe of, like, channels and stuff that were, like, all connected under, like, the Yogscast family. And mm-hmm. the different, like, storyline kind of driven Minecraft series that they had. Um, <laughs> nice. Because they had those. Um, and they, like, all had these kind of d- alternate personas that they, like, would play as. I mean, most of it was just, like, normal Minecraft of, like, here's how we use this mod pack. And, like, you know, building a mm-hmm. farm and here's the project that we're doing and, like, chatting with friends. Uh, but then there would be episodes of, like, and here's this, like, antagonist called Strawfingers that is here and trying to fuck with things and, like, doing magic and shit. Um, and so, yeah, I just got into, like, this whole extended family of, like, narrative Minecraft series, um, which I found fascinating. Um, so, yeah, I started off with, like, Stjin and the farmer, and he was doing, like, his little farm thing, and then mm-hmm. cast Kim showed up, and then I just got, like... And she was, like, did a series called The Apprentice, basically, which was going around to different people who played Minecraft good and, like, asking them to help her play Minecraft good and learning how to play it. Uh, and she was very endearing nice. and cool, and, like, her accent changed, like, every few seconds because she's from so many different places that it just, she doesn't have, like, a single solid one. Mm. Um, and that was very fun. Uh, and from there, I kind of got into, like, the other games that various Yogscast people played of, like, uh, things that weren't just Minecraft that were, like, um, beyond... Beyond Two Souls, I think, uh, Heavy Rain was one of them, um, just all of these different, like, like, you know, more serious cinematic games, um, Mm -hmm. and the like, and that's when I got more into those. So I have probably seen playthroughs of a bunch of really cool narrative-driven things and, like, Telltale games and whatnot that I could tell you about. Um, I haven't played any of them, but I know about them and have watched a bunch of playthroughs of them, uh, is kind of I mean, that's also fair. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I mean, it's also true that, like, the vast majority, not maybe not the vast majority, but a lot of my video game knowledge definitely does come from watching the Game Grumps since, Mm. like, 8th grade, Mm. uh, which isn't actually that long, I guess. Well, okay, now it's four years, and that is a long time. Mm-hmm. But uh, it it's, like, I, I also am one of the people where it's, like, a lot more of my video game knowledge comes from having watched people than having played it myself. And that's partially because uh, the really fun thing of YouTube is free and video games are not free. And so, mm. economically, it makes a lot more sense to watch people play games uh, than it does to actually play them. Yeah. Um, despite the, like, emotional distance you get from games when you do that. Yeah. I also, it's funny when people are like, oh, why do you watch people play a video game instead of playing a video game yourself? Are also often people who will watch, uh, like, ESPN for hours on end. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's the same fucking thing. <laughs> that is it's legit. True. You are watching someone else play a game instead of going out and, like, chucking the pigskin around yourself. Like, go fuck yourself, Mark. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a very fair point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that part's just funny to me, but yeah, um, the first, I think, the first slash maybe, no, it wasn't the only fanfic I ever wrote, because I wrote a little bit about Phantom of the Opera. 
<laughs> I wrote like a one shot about Phantom of the Opera once, um, but the majority of the fanfic I wrote as a, a preteen or like thirteen year old was about the Augs cast. But I was like, I was too wimpy to do anything beyond like romantic stuff. So like absolutely nothing that would get me in trouble. Like if someone found it. Um, I'm not going to give you guys my Wattpad username. It's been inactive for several years at this point. But yeah, that's what I did. I also wrote, like, a full novella on Wattpad that was my own original work, but yeah. Um, so that's, yeah. That's how it goes sometimes. That's my secret past as a middle schooler in seventh grade. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, I, I'm afraid no, nothing I've ever done with video games is that interesting. Um, but... <laughs> That's very funny. I appreciate that a lot. That's what happens when you have narrative-based Minecraft stories. Sometimes I just gotta come up with lore about the royal courts in the Nether and the End, because that was mm. also a thing that was going. That was shout out to the Black Rock Chronicles for putting that in. Um. <laughs> Speaking of a funny thing that happened recently with Minecraft in relation to narrative-based Minecraft stories mm -hmm. is um when. Uh, I went to the Science Bowl competition last year. Mm. We were in uh, one of our friends' car, well, both of our friends' car, um, and <laughs> we found uh, her brother's copy of one of like the Minecraft novels, but it was the, specifically the Minecraft novel that was written either by someone who doesn't play... It was written by the same guy who wrote World War Z, uh, and it was from the perspective of someone who doesn't know anything about Minecraft and is actually like in Minecraft, so everything is pixelated and squared. Uh, and we just read part of that on the drive from College Station to Houston. Uh, and that is one of... I mean, you know, the whole science will thing was fun, but that was one of my favorite memories from that day, is just uh, two juniors and two freshmen sitting in a car, slowly critiquing everything that they can about this one <laughs> Minecraft novel, uh, which was just utterly ridiculous and very funny. That sounds excruciating and wonderful. I love it. Um, yes, it was so good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I mean, oh yeah, I can probably tie Minecraft back into my experience as a queer person, because of fucking course I can. Um, so we're gonna fucking do that. Um... <laughs> Because why not? Um, okay, so, basically, Minecraft is how I figured out what lesbianism was? <laughs> Wait. <laughs> I'm gonna explain. Bold statement, <laughs> please elaborate. <laughs> okay, well, I'll say that Minecraft led to the discovery. Minecraft itself is not where I discovered what being a lesbian was. But, okay, so, like I said, Yogscast, extended network of channels that all kind of cooperate and occasionally do story-driven things. Black Rock Chronicles, mm -hmm. I just mentioned was kind of a thing. That one, that didn't have any gay relationships in it. That one was pretty much explicitly straight. But, um, one of the quote-unquote actors in it, one of the, like, participants or main characters or whatever, um, was Yogg's cast Zoe. And I hopped over to Zoe's channel, and she had a channel intro that was like, hey, here's what I'm about, and turns out Zoe's a lesbian. And I also learned what social anxiety disorder and depression were from that a little bit. Um, because she basically did, like, a draw my life, but without drawing and, like, playing, I think, like, some kind of Tetris game over it. So it was just, like, her talking. Um, and yeah, she just, like, explained, uh, she was like, oh yeah, I figured out that I actually like girls, etc., etc., really like rainbows. And she was just, like, very kind of bright, cheerful personality. Um, and she was like, yeah, and people, like, uh, made fun of me and, like, bullied me, and that's when I got, like, really severe, like, depression and anxiety and all this other stuff, and she's like, that's why I don't do face reveals on my channel. Uh, so it's this very, like, personal, uh, story of, like, her experience as a queer person, and, like, how video games and the Yogg's cast had, like, helped get her out of that was, I think, how she threaded it back into it being a channel intro. Um, but yeah, that was kind of, like, I think earlier my 
conception of gay people was like, okay, that's weird and non-normative, and therefore I felt kind of, I was like, oh, so it's, like, wrong or bad? Because, you know, society be like that in many ways. Um, so that was when some of that conditioning started to come undone, because I was like, oh, wait, people are, like, doing this to someone and being, like, this cruel and hurtful about it? That's not right. And so that's when I started down my path of being a really strong ally, guys. <laughs> So strong of an ally, you uh-huh. might even say that Caroline's part of the community. <laughs> um, so that was, like, how that started. So, yeah, thanks, Yagkasoe, shout out. Um, I'm gay! <laughs> <laughs> thanks for helping me figure that out. Uh, so, yeah, that's, yeah, that is when I started my, my very big journey of, of becoming just a really, really uh, fierce advocate and ally for LGBT rights. Um, mm-hmm. so vehement, in fact, one might say I had some kind of personal stake in it. Um, <laughs> so that's what happened there. Um, yeah, I think in a funny kind of way, all of my fanfic that I wrote was all centered around heterosexual couples. So that's also just a fun little window I just realized I have into my little, uh, middle school self's world. Could never be me now. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't be me. I mean, yeah, no, I have, I have the same experience where I go back and read my old writing. But it's very funny because I remember in a lot of my old writing, it would be, like... That there would be two female characters or two male... I remember doing this, and I remember... Mm, this is nothing to do with video games. The heteronormativity okay. is jumping out. Um, but I remember that I would have, like, two female characters, and then I'd be writing them as love interests, and I'd be like, wait, wait, no, wait, I can't do that. And then I'd go and change one of them into a male character. So you know the heteronormativity. It really... It hits hard when you're a young person. Uh, and now every single one of my protagonists is non-binary, and I am unapologetic about that fact. So, you know, personal yeah. growth. Personal it happens. growth. Oh god, I remember, this is also completely unrelated to video games, but one of my first forays into, into quote-unquote, writing a novel, in big quotes, um, because finishing projects is hard, um, I remember when I was younger, I was like, I'm gonna do this novel concept, and it was kind of an interesting idea, it was just a mishmash of a bunch of different shows that I liked, kind of put into one little original concept of, like, someone who can cross between worlds, and, like, there's the monster world and the fairy world, etc., etc., um, and I remember, um, that I... (laughs) I wrote this character being, like, um, transported to this world or whatever, and then I made sure to specifically write in, like, okay, so there's a girl character, but she has a boy's boy's haircut, but she still looks really pretty, because I was like, if this ever becomes a movie, which is, like, some self-confidence I have yet to get back from that time. (laughs) Goddamn. Um, if this ever becomes a movie, I want to make sure that Emma Watson is the the one playing this character. I was really fixated on having Emma Watson play this one character, (laughs) Mm. And, I look, and I was like, I can't believe I didn't look back at that and go like, maybe I have a little bit of a crush. Um, a wee bit. A, a little bit. A little tiny bit. Um, but yeah, I also love that nine-year-old me thought that uh, casting decisions were made based on haircuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's kind of, uh, I was going to say uh, completely, which is not how you pronounce that word. That's 100% accurate. That's mm-hmm. how that works. <laughs> Movies... Movie studios can't tell me I'm wrong. I know that I'm right. <laughs> You're a studio exec, fuck off. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if a studio exec finds this and wants to correct me in the comments, no. no. <laughs> I think I that we out. managed to say in sync. I think we managed to say no perfectly in sync. Yeah, we... Such is our uh, disregard for the opinion of studio execs. <laughs> I don't know why we're coming for studio execs this hard. Um... Fuck That's how it goes sometimes. Yeah, go fuck yourself, Mark. Um, 
<laughs> uh, yes. Mm. So other video games that you <laughs> liked or played. Um, I mean, I guess, like, if we want to branch off from Minecraft, did you ever play any other sandbox games? No. <laughs> Great. That is... <laughs> I have a glad- limited fucking range. <laughs> Glad to know that's the transition I want to play. I've played a lot of Terraria also, which Ooh. is, you know, two-dimensional Minecraft. Um, but, I, yeah, I played a lot of Terraria and a lot of Minecraft. I think that, again, I guess addressing something that's in the description, when I say I'm not a completionist, I mean that I have no drive to finish video games. Mm. Like, I'll play until I'm bored, and then I'm like, cool, I don't care about finishing. I can't make myself play a video game to finish it. Um, which is why sandbox games are very fun, because in a lot of sandbox games, it's like, yeah, there is an objective eventually, but mm, mm. you can do it or you can you cannot. Um, and yeah, so that's why I think I liked Terraria and Minecraft so much. And also Terraria is cool because Terraria has a lot of like fun magical items, which I think plays into why I'm so into making magical items now as a like as a DM and just as a person mm-hmm. um, is because Terraria it's very fun and all these different items have like different powers and buffs and debuffs mm-hmm. uh, and I think that that really made me super interested in that kind of thing yeah so, yeah Terraria is also cool awesome that's that's the thesis of this <laughs> Terraria is also pretty cool um yeah I'm also just remembering like who who would have been an influence on me in my my video gaming years and what may or may not have deterred me from that path and I remember uh, we had some cousins. I mean, we still they're still all alive. We just don't talk to them anymore um, for various reasons. I'm sure they're still mm-hmm. chill. I just, you know. Um, and, like, they were all pretty much, like, quintessential nerdy stuff of, like, they had, like, fucking t-shirts with, like, all your base are belong to me quotes and stuff of, like, mm-hmm. they, uh, so I remember they were, like, my brother was, like, also into, like, the stereotypically nerdy stuff at that point in time and was, like, just kind of vibing. And so... I remember they got him interested in Lord of the Rings Online. I was interested in, in so far as character creation and making an elf version of myself because not yep. much has changed. I, it's I'm consistent <laughs> across the years. Um, I am a simple elf gay, um, mm-hmm. and so that's what I was into. And they also like would I think there were like some text based video games of like make a decision. Here's this info, and it was like based off of old computer games from the eighties. And they also got my brother really into Civ Five or like whatever version of Civ was out at the time, um, which I think my brother is still kind of. It's been an influence on him as he has uh, uh, been playing kind of games that are similar to that in a lot of different ways. And except now it's all in space, I think. Um, so he's just yes. doing that. Yeah, it's it's very good. Um, but yeah, that's just kind of where I was at, and I think I was just like kind of deterred from that because I was like, ah. This is for boys and a boy thing, and I don't want to do anything that my brother is doing. Um, so it was also just kind of this place of, like, I'm not going to do this thing because I don't like that you're doing it, so no. So I was excluding <laughs> myself from this. I was, I was like, just kind of sitting down, like, crossing my arms in front of this space and being like, no, I'm not going to do this. I refuse. Um, in a lot of ways, like, the minute anything got difficult or I started embarrassing myself in front of people because I was bad at it because I had never played it before, I was just like, ah, never mind, I don't care about this anymore, suddenly, conveniently. Conveniently. (laughs) Conveniently, I've lost interest. Yeah. I think part of the reason why I never really got into video games is because, um, I was never around anyone that was in, like, in a Mm -hmm. kind of opposite way. I think a lot of the ways that people get into video games is, like, someone around you is into video games Mm -hmm. and you're like, oh, that's cool, I want to do that. And it's, like, a friend, um, but none of my friends play video games, or an older sibling, but I have none of those. My mm-hmm. dad didn't play video games, because he played D&D, 
and we've already discussed that that's why I love D&D. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think all my interest, and even, like, my older cousin didn't really play video games, because he, like, had hamsters and played guitar, and those were, like, the two personality traits I remember <laughs> him having when he was younger. Oh, mood. He's, like, I guess one of those isn't really, neither of those are personality traits, but that's, I don't really remember him as a young person. But yeah, I, I think, like, in the same way, I don't think I have, like, if you didn't get into video games because you were influenced away from them, I didn't get into video games a whole lot because no one influenced me at all. No <laughs> one cared, and so I was like, cool. Yeah. I have no impetus to form an opinion, so yeah. I don't have one. Mm. I will say this, I just remembered a video game experience that we did share in freshman year, which was Double Doak Lit Club! Hey, yes! Hey, we've kind of talked about it. Um, but Doki Doki Literature Club was a dating sim that was not a dating sim. Uh, and we played that no. freshman year together, and we did voices for it, and it was fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I had to drastically change my voice about halfway through, because uh, <laughs> I was the interior voice of the narrator. I think I've already talked about this, but I was the interior voice of the narrator, and I was doing, like, a very obviously jokingly, but, like, horny w- yeah. voice is yeah. what I was doing. It was doing. a very, like, suggestive voice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was doing a very suggestive voice. And then we got to the point where, like, the shift happens. Uh-huh. Not, it, it wasn't actually when you see, like, anything graphic on screen, but it's, like, the moment, it was the moment where you can tell, like, oh, something has gone terribly wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like, I'm deeply uncomfortable doing anything that makes a joke out of what's happening right now, mm. so I'm not going to. Uh, and I completely stopped doing any voice, like, any vocal inflection at all, because, um, I don't know, my brain went to the opposite extreme of making, like, a very clear joke, which was not making any commentary at all. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that that is a thing I remember happening. That's a good. That's a good game. Yeah, it is a good game. I did the voice of Sayori, and I did a high-pitched voice for that, um, which I don't think I'm going to demonstrate right now, because I did a bunch of voices yesterday for D&D, and I'm done. I am <laughs> done with the voice acting for today. I am out. I've tapped out yeah. of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Very valid. Yeah. We're 45 minutes in. <laughs> We're 40... F- sure. <laughs> Roughly. Kind of. Roughly. We're a little bit... We're just short of 45 minutes in. Yeah. But yes. Yes. We are almost 45 minutes in. We've talked about Minecraft, Terraria, and Devil to Glit Club. Um, Is there a video game that you would like to talk about, Caroline? (laughs) Uh, You said that in a way that, like, suggests that I should have something in mind, but I don't. Um, I mean, you talked about how you liked the narrative tale... Those games. mm, Telltale. Yeah. Mm. Can I talk? Uh, no. Yeah. So there were yeah, there were a few Telltale games. I remember I watched um Yogscast Hannah's uh who's no longer with the company for a variety of reasons. There's a whole the company is kind of like very different now from what it was. But yes, that was a whole thing of like um playing different Telltale games. So I remember I would watch her playthrough of the Telltale like Game of Thrones games. Mm-hmm. Um which is how I learned a little bit about Game of Thrones in general. Um I don't think I ever really, like, I don't think I finished many playthroughs, is the thing. I do remember, like, just looking at, like, different graphics and aesthetics and stuff and being like, ooh, pretty. Um, I think the one I remember the most right now is uh, Beyond Two Souls, because um, it did a twin thing, um, as, because, you know, symbolism, and it was, like, basically Ellen Page is in it, which is also, like... <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Um... Yeah, Ellen Page was in it, and, like, she she did the whole, like, mocap thing, and it was basically, I think, kind of the, like, start of my interest in, like, video games that are, like, 
more cinematic and like kind of mostly motion mocapped like the mm-hmm. whole thing like that was my introduction to it of like wow you can make someone in a game like you can make someone's movements and like facial expressions and like appearance show up in a game that's really cool um so like looking at that storyline um was very fun and it was uh the whole thing was like it was like a government experiment kind of facility thing where it's like she had the i think soul of her long lost twin aiden except Ellen page pronounced it aiden and then everyone just kind of rolled with that. I think no one else says it Aiden, but she does, which is weird, because, like, surely you should default to what the twin sister is saying the person's name is, if that's the case. Whatever. Um, and so she's, like, this, you know, psychic person, and they did, like, MK Ultra type experiments on, of, like, can you make him do this and make him do that and, like, do these tricks and learn what these things are. Um, so looking at that was pretty cool. And, yeah, I think it was just, like, a fun little kind of cinematic experience. And then Detroit Become Human... Which I understand is, like, a very flawed game in terms of the social messaging it's trying to get across, um, of, like, civil rights for robots, um, was maybe a little bit mishandled, but was still, I thought, a very fun game to, like, watch people play through and kind of, like, learn about this world, um, because it was, like, number one, the graphics are, like, infinitely better because it's a game that was made recently, uh, and two, just kind of, like, all the different storylines and the different ways that, like, twists were set up and like i don't know it was just a very cool kind of feel for a game that was really nice and i kind of liked i like it when people put effort into world building things and to like kind of putting that level of love and effort into something uh even if it is imperfect but yeah yeah i mean do you want to get into detroit i don't know anything about detroit becoming oh, human, so i don't like... know what you're talking about <laughs> it was like when people treat androids um like, would people be that callous about throwing away androids when they look like humans? And, like, like would... The only thing differentiating them is a little LED light on the forehead. So, like, would you really be that quick to be like, oh, let's junk it, and use, like, it pronouns for something that is clearly a, like, very close representation of a human person who, like, has skin and, like, talks and stuff and is proven to feel? Um, mm. And it was, like, kind of a... They're leading up, like, robot civil rights movement, basically, for androids, which, like, is good within the context of the game, but also, like, kind of weird for a lot of different reasons. Um, I don't think I can fully get into it now, but it's just kind of like, yeah, they were trying to make a civil rights allegory, but they kind of fumbled it, um, because, again, it's like, do but would this really work? Because, number one, they're, like, yeah, like, robot racism just doesn't really seem to hold up, especially since all of them are, like... All of the robots seem to be, like, above-average-looking people. Um, so it's like, would everyone really hate, a, like, a group of hot people this much? Um, who, like, do things for you? Like, I don't know. There was some commentary that attempted to be made, and some people found issue with it. Um, so, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, no, I, I've... I've seen a little bit about Detroit Become Human, but only in the context of, like, I go on Instagram and people are being horny, and then I get mm. off Instagram because I don't I don't want to uncover any more information. Yeah, that's fair. Um, that's fair. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I think just the character I liked the most was Kara because she's, she's the mom robot, uh, and she wants to take care of this, cool. this baby, um, which was very touching. Um, but yeah. I don't know, in video games when you're like, here's a baby that you have to take care of. I'm like, that's good shit. That's good shit. Um, bonus nice. points if this person is clearly never, is not used to caring for a child in any capacity. <laughs> Shout out uh, to Joel from Last of Us. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I was gonna say, if we're talking about video games, you're like, 
I don't know if I've mentioned this game before. I feel like I have because whenever I start talking about video games, I start talking about it. But um, on the subject of parkour-based platformers, mm-hmm. uh, I really like the game Celeste. It's mm-hmm. in, in in if you like games that are very hyper realistic and it looks like people are in them. Mm-hmm. Um, Celeste is not that. Nothing mm-hmm. looks like a real thing that actually exists. It's like. It's a new game, but it's meant to emulate, like, the old days of pixelated platformers where the pixel size was very large, so you couldn't do a whole lot of detail on the screen. Um, but it's very fun because it's this, like, very challenging platforming game um, where you have to have good reflexes and be good at things, um, which it, which is bad and good for me because uh, I'm not, I don't have, I think a lot of people who play video games a lot have, like, an intuition for the controller, like, they can pick up a controller and just naturally be like, oh, yes, this works this way, um, and such, uh, and I don't have that because I don't play video games a lot, but I do have the ability that, like, if I play a game for, like, an hour, then I'm very good with the controls, because, like, I get the, I can memorize things quickly, um, so when I was playing Celeste a lot, I got fairly okay at it, um, and it's just, like, this fun game where you have, like, puzzle solving in the context of parkour, um, and the ability to, like, challenge yourself by going after, like, b-sides and strawberries and stuff that don't affect your ability to finish the level, um, but are just, like, these cool little brain-thinky challenges. Uh, so I, I really enjoy the mixture of puzzle solving and parkour. Um, and it's also just, like, the music's very pretty, and it's, like, an aesthetically pleasing game because all the coloration's really nice. Uh, so yeah, if you have... I think it's like 20 bucks if you have 20 bucks to spend i would suggest celeste i think it's available on any console or the computer um and it's just this fun little fun little game where you're you're a young child trying to climb a mountain um which mm. is you know the best character motivation it, it in the first like couple levels it's never explained why she's doing it it's just like i'm climbing a mountain and everyone around her is like okay good luck with that don't love die that for you love that that's iconic we love to see it um yeah, in terms of video games, what else? Um, oh yeah, there's uh, we played Jackbox video games before, which are fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, those are video games. Those are just like those are games, games you play, play so, on video. Yeah, those are games you play on the computer that don't exist in real life. Um, so yeah, Jackbox video games are also I think very fun. Um, just like having that way to connect with people in quarantine has been really useful and nice. Mm-hmm. Um, to just kind of like. It's not quite the same as, like, if we were all in the same room playing it, but it's pretty close, just in terms of, like, how the games work, and, like, they're very obviously meant for socialization, and for, like, talking to people and joking around and just having, like, a very lighthearted time where no one has to, like, work too hard to Mm -hmm. do something funny. Um. (laughs) I do think what I really like about, uh... Um, specifically Quiplash, or what I think is very funny about Quiplash, mm-hmm. is that, like, there are two classes of people playing Quiplash. Um, mm-hmm. there are people who are making actual jokes, and then people mm-hmm. who are making, like, they're still also actual jokes, but they're, like, the most base humor, um, where it's, like, Playing it's not witty, it's not fun, it, like, it's funny, but it's not witty, uh, and I know for a fact that, like, my quiplash, I, I like to think that I'm a person who makes at least somewhat intelligent jokes, at least some of the <laughs> time, but every time I'm playing quiplash, like, that completely disappears, and I'm, like, ha horny middle school boy energy, <laughs> yeah. um, which is, it, um. it, the group that we play quiplash with, it doesn't work as well, like, I know, like, yeah. there are specific people that I can imagine, like, Mm, if I was playing Quiplash with these people, I would do so well because, like, we have the same sense of humor. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is very funny. My favorite, 
My favorite thing I've ever written for Quiplash was um, the how do you know your RV is haunted? And I think the other person, like, I don't know if it was you or someone else, but they put, like, this very elaborate joke about, like, RV hauntings, and I just wrote ghost porn. <laughs> and I, I got I got the Quiplash. Everyone voted for that, and I was like, mm, it's good to know that ghost porn out of everything else will get you the joke. Um, but ghost yeah. porn is always a real cl- crowd pleaser, I just gotta say. Um, and we can put that on a t-shirt. No, yeah. A picture of an um, RV and beneath it, ghost porn is a real crowd pleaser. Um, yeah, I think the thing in Quiplash I'm most proud of having written, I'm also very much in the, like, horny middle school boy jokes uh, camp of that, but, I, like, the one joke that I have, I have made that wasn't falling directly into that category, but still, I think, swept the board, uh, was, like, creative uses for corn on the cob, which is clearly baiting you towards a weird sex joke. Um, and instead of, like, any kind of weird sex joke, my creative use for corn on the cob was just the word gun with a question mark. That <laughs> was good. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you know what? It's fucking inventive. Um, like, how does it work? I don't know. That's why the question mark is there. That's for you to figure out. That's for, that's for your imagination to solve. But I, corn on the cob, but gun. But gun. Make it gun. <laughs> that big, Make um... It gun. To to use uh, a tech a uh, thing that I said yesterday, that's big Texas shenaniganery is what that is. Oh god, I'm trying to remember. Yeah, I'm trying to remember like just funny things that have happened. Um, me and Eli playing Monster Seeking Monster together is uh, a fun time. Um, because I used it as an opportunity to cyber bully Eli. Yeah, I mean, my favorite thing about Monster Seeking Monster is that I always. This is actually video game related. I all there's one avatar that looks like Luigi to me, so I choose him mm. every time. And every time I try to come up with a new uh, Luigi related um, pickup line. <laughs> <laughs> Where has this been? You've never used one on me. Well, I'm because so I don't. It's it's I because I I like to use it in the first round. But my favorite one. It's not even my joke. I'm pretty sure I stole it from a Starbomb video. But I I think I sent it to maybe Piper, and I said, "Hey, baby, you want to suck on my warp pipe?" And I got a date that round. So you know <laughs> it works. It works. Yeah, Eli may be ace, but they also have like the sense of humor of a middle school boy. So yeah. make of that what you will. We are complex human beings. Yeah, I think most- I think all of your pickup lines to me during Monster Seeking Monster have just been, like, communist-related. <laughs> yeah, I use communist-related ones for you and Eva, and then I use, like, um, sex-related ones for Piper, because Piper and my friendship is making sex jokes to each other constantly. Not mm. constantly, but more than I make sex jokes to anyone else. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. Monster Seeking Monster is a good time. Um, yeah, and whenever Eli is, uh... The, the werewolf, I'm the one who accuses them of being a furry. As is on brand for me, apparently, now that we've decided to put part of that on merch. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not, it's every time that I'm the werewolf, or the one time, it started because Eva was the werewolf, and I said, I mean, um, I don't know. I think I said something like, it's the full moon, I'll let you bite me, baby, to Eva when she was the <laughs> werewolf, and Eva was like, yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that that's where the joke that I'm a furry because of the werewolf thing started mm-hmm. is because, uh, Eva was a werewolf and I actively flirted with her about it. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, I got points that round, so. Yeah, I mean, you did. Good for you. Um, I think I was Eva's mother that round. 
or that game, which was mm-hmm. an interesting dynamic. That's such a weird role to play in Monster Seeking Monster, because it's like, what's the fucking logic behind this? Because, like, something you can do is catfish your own child to prevent them from getting a date. <laughs> um, which is a weird strategy to use. Not great parenting. Um, but yeah, that kind of stuff is fun. Um, yeah, we're two tabletop role-playing game players who are stuck talking about video games. Oh no. I mean, I guess, hmm... I I would say, like, a video game that I've been playing, I play, I've been playing for the past year and made little progress. Well, I'm on, like, the second boss fight out of five, I think, uh, mm. which isn't great. But I I play Legend of Zelda, the Breath of the right. Wild. Um, That's not the only Legend of Zelda, because I played Majora's Mask when it got remastered, but I didn't play that much of it because it got, it was kind of boring. I was like, this isn't super interesting. Um, but Breath of the Wild is, is very fun and it's a very beautiful game. Uh, I do think like the Switch has really great graphics capabilities. Um, a lot of, I haven't played a whole lot of games on the Switch, but every game I've played has like been very nice graphically. Um, but yeah, Legend of Zelda is one of, if not the prettiest Zelda game, in my opinion. Uh, and it's just, it's very cool, uh, and I like it a lot. It's a game where I can go, it's a game that makes farming not something that makes me want to, that makes me hate myself, because it's like, even when you're farming, you're still wandering around this, like, very pretty landscape, so it's not terrible, um, in the way that I think farming in a lot of games just kind of becomes, uh, like, ugh, I have to do this now. But yeah, Legend of Zelda is cool. It also has cool weapons that I enjoy, um, and... Mm will probably steal weapon ideas from at some point. For for your character, that, for, like, any of the characters you're playing, or for, like, the actual campaign you're running? For the campaign I'm running, just as, like, as I'm building <laughs> magical items and stuff, a really good place to go, like, like, I mean, you know, RPGs and video games, for all that they're, like, they're played differently, they kind they interact a lot with yeah. each other, um, and so I, I enjoy finding cool video game items and being like okay but how would i put this in D mechanics because i want someone to have this item um mm. but not have to buy the game to play with it uh yeah but yeah nice. i i there's some stuff in legend of zelda that i'm like mm, this would be a cool thing to steal and then just have yeah i want to make this a present for somebody <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> intellectual property theft <laughs> from yeah, from Nintendo, which is like, you know, it's a big yeah. enough corporation. I don't think that they really care if I steal their intellectual is it, property. Is it really IP theft if you're just doing a homebrew with it? Um, this is true. Lawyers, don't talk to us about this. <laughs> yeah, no one who actually knows intellectual property law come at me about it. I'm not making no. money off of it, so I don't think it matters. Yeah. You capitalist Wait. fuck, get out of here. <laughs> Go fuck yourself, Mark. <laughs> Mark the studio exec... Slash capitalist. Mark the fuck. capitalist. Yeah. No, why why have a slash? That's that's kind of those are synonyms. Um <laughs> <laughs> Go fuck yourself, Marky you capitalist fuck. There's gonna be at least one person named Mark listening to this, isn't there? Oh god. Yeah, if you are a person named Mark, um, you're not the Mark who's... that we're talking about. This Mark, if you're a Mark who's a studio exec and a capitalist fuck, why are you listening to this? And if you're anyone else named Mark, I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah. Sorry, Mark. Um, yeah, if Markiplier is listening to this for some reason, <laughs> our bad. Our bad. Not you. We're not talking about you. We are not talking about Markiplier. Um, yeah. I don't know. Video games are fun, and uh, the people who play them are fun. I am mm-hmm. just not a person who plays them. 
Uh, my brother tried, my brother and I tr- started playing Outlast, and by that I mean my brother played Outlast while I watched and made funny commentary, because we're both wimps, and did, he did not want to play alone. Um, and then we kind of probably abandoned that project, but, you know, it could have been. It um, could have been. Yeah, it was, yeah, I mean, it's fun, like, playing a horror game when I can just, like, expressly make fun of it the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a person who needs to make fun of things when I'm watching them at, after a certain point. Um... And if I can't do that, and they're like, no, sheesh, let me absorb this, then I'm like, but, but fucking, I'm enhancing the goddamn experience. Yeah. This is, I am adding on to the art. This is good <laughs> that I'm doing, actually. I'm performing a transformative commentary, so it's fair use. Um, <laughs> In my own home. Yeah. No, I think that is that is something where, I, I think that's... To not talk about video games, but I think that's why I enjoy watching things with you so much. Because everyone else in my life, I start talking during anything and they're like, shut, shut your goddamn mouth. I don't want to hear you. <laughs> Specifically my dad. This is a call out post for my dad. Stop telling me to shut up when we're watching movies together. Uh, Yo, I Space have... Dr. John's Cole, <laughs> shut the fuck up. I have things I want to say and I will be heard. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, that is that is a fun thing where I also like enjoy mm-hmm. not doing something actively but sitting there and talking about it while it's happening yeah i look forward to the day we can both watch lord of the rings together and just clown <laughs> on sauron for 12 hours yeah tw- un- 12 unmitigated hours of clowning on every character um because mm-hmm. they all deserve to be clowned on at least a little bit except for that is an insult to samwise yeah I was, I was about to say except for sam no i was about <laughs> to say except for sam sam is excluded from being clowned on Mm-hmm. Yeah, good. Yeah, that is this. Th- we've each now done that. We've each said a thing about all men in Lord of the Rings, and then one of us has gone, no, but wait! And I was like, but we're- I was gonna say Sam was excluded. Um, cause, well, this is also not related to video games, but fuck it, we're here now. Um, I was like, I don't- I am of the opinion that not a single goddamn man in Lord of the Rings is a top, except for Samwise Gamgee. Um... Yeah, I think Shelby's takeaway from that conversation was mainly that, um, I'd mentioned offhand that, like, uh, this ten-year-old character who doesn't even show up in the movies, um, who's, like, very secondary even in the books, uh, is named Burgle, which is an anagram for gerbil, and that's what she took away, and she's like, I'm going to use all of the stuff I've overheard in this conversation to impress people who actually know stuff about Lord of the Rings, like the fact that there's a gerbil, and I was like, that's not what that meant, no, don't. (laughs) His name's Burgle. (laughs) And he's ten and he's precious and I love him. But no, he's... Yeah. Um, Shelby took away... Shelby would only be able to take away takes that do not help her look knowledgeable about Lord of the Rings. (laughs) Yeah, Shelby would be able to take away takes that anyone who is, like, a Lord of the Rings nerd... Well, okay. There's two casts of Lord of the Rings nerd. There's the cast that are there for, like, loving Tolkien, and then there's the cast that are there for, like, the queer people who are in the fandom. Uh, and so I think if Shelby went up to a queer person in the fandom and expressed our takes, that would work, and they'd be like, the ah, yes, readers I see that you two have like, the big brain. Um, <laughs> I think if Shelby tried to engage with my dad in a conversation, if I tried to engage in a conversation with he'd be like, what are oh you talking about? I'd just be like, this is true. So I know you've done a dissertation true. on like something very impressive related to astrophysics, but in my unprofessional opinion... <laughs> Which is completely not substantiated by the text. Um, Sam and Frodo are deeply romantically in love. Um, and they are in a polyamorous relationship with Rosie Cotton. That is the end of the story, and I will not be taking constructive criticism. I think he'd evaporate me on the spot. 
It's not even a conversation. You're just explaining your opinion and leaving. I'm, yeah. I don't know how I'd leave that situation. I don't know how I would get into it. But that is my... T- I mean, it's not unsupported by the text. There's a lot in there that I I have talked about at length. Um, But yeah, no. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, no. I think when Legolas and Gimli go on that road trip to explore Middle Earth, um, that's them bonding. That is the honeymoon. Um... So, yeah, mm-hmm. like, Faramir is a trans man and Boromir is a supportive brother, and you cannot fucking tell me otherwise. Um, if you disagree, get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> fuck off, Mark. Mark is just a scapegoat for absolutely everything I do not like. <laughs> Mark, Mark, we, maybe, maybe that, that <laughs> will actually off, be our Mark. first piece of merch, is just oh, fuck no. off, Mark. I feel like we'd be responsible for several falling outs in various workplaces across the United States. I don't even have anything against the name Mark. It's yeah, just, we, that's, that's just the white guy name I landed on. Yeah, that was just, we rolled the wheel of stereotypical white guy names, and we came to Mark, and now, and it's, now a it's a joke, oh, and no. it's here. It's here. Mark, Mark the, the capitalist fuck. boring takes about Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. This, this is like a fully dog. developed character now. <laughs> Yeah, we're, we're building the uh, character I was of Mark. About, like, the things people say about character design to be stupid and gatekeepy, and I just love the idea of throwing that back on its head. Of like, I just don't think the idea of like an upper middle class cishet white guy like makes sense as a character. Like, I think that's just like I don't know. It's too much privilege to be realistic for me. Um, I think like that's just kind of a lot, you know. Like you're kind of overplaying it a little. It just bit, doesn't I land, think, and you it's know. Just, like, you know, like, maybe tone it down mm-hmm. on, like, how privileged this guy is, you know? Yeah. Like, and he's able-bodied, too, like, what the fuck, you know? Yeah, he's not neurodivergent, or neurotypical, not not neurodivergent, yes. neurotypical, yeah, that's what the know, word that that is. able-bodied cishat person who's, like, you know, like, his body looks exactly like every other, like, he's, like, straight-sized, it's, I mean, like, I don't know, like, how, like, I just don't think that that kind of intersection of identities, like, happens it doesn't make sense it's too i don't many, it like, doesn't make sense you know um yeah because if you think that yeah. someone cannot yeah yeah he's not relatable to the masses like, having a disabled slash person of color slash queer slash like neurotypical person is unrealistic quote unquote fuck off mark that's not <laughs> shut the fuck up <laughs> mark <laughs> Get your studio exec body out of my house and stop yeah. making commentary on it's my like characters, sir. Like, the fuck Please. it isn't. People exist like this. You used up your diversity points <laughs> like three different Statistically, marginalized identities ago. Fuck off. <laughs> Eli is flipping off the camera. Yeah, just silent, silent flipping off the camera. But yeah, no, that is Ooh-ho. getting to a... Th- Here's a thing in video games yeah. that I've noticed that I've made commentary about that I just... It, it's a, just a video game thing that I find very funny. Um, is And I don't know if this is true anymore, but it used to be that if you went to the the like the Wikipedia list mm-hmm. of non-binary characters in media, um, a very fun and cool thing happened where it would be like, this video game has a non-binary character, and I'd be like, oh, that's cool, and then I'd read it and it'd be like, the gender of the protagonist, you can choose male or female, and I'm like, that's, that's not... not- that's- that's not non-binary. What? That is picking between a binary. That yeah. is not the same thing. You have a binary. Yeah, choices. having a, a blank protagonist yeah. isn't being non-binary, mm-hmm. and that's that's the T. If you just have a body for someone to project on, unless the 
I, if, okay, if I am projecting onto someone and I can make everything true about them, then yes, that's non-binary representation. But you didn't yeah. do anything. I did all the legwork. <laughs> it was me. It was me I the was whole the time. I was non-binary protagonist the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> so Scooby-Doo, like, like pulling back, back the mask. mask is just, just, ah, like... Haha! <laughs> <laughs> I show up at Nintendo's headquarters. I demand to speak to Mark. Not Nintendo. Microsoft. <laughs> Uh, imagine what if what if one day I write a script and I like go into a studio and this is like yeah this is one of our executives oh, no. Mark and I'm like I can't be in this room anymore <laughs> I have to go I have to leave I'm sorry but I I just I gotta go I mean we just gotta have a de- dedicated segment of the, every single episode going forward it's just dunking on Mark hours where we just vent <laughs> <laughs> anytime anyone with more privilege than us does something that mildly inconveniences us just fuck off Mark. Yeah, that's the answer. One of these days I'm going to say this at, like, a family reunion, and one of my relatives is going to end up being named Mark. Yeah, my uncle is named Mark. Oh, shit! (laughs) It's fine. I don't know, the last time I talked to him, he tried to make me defend universal healthcare as, like, why that was a necessary thing, and I was like, because people need healthcare, dude. Yeah. Like, I can't explain it. My cousin and I, my uncle was like, why should I pay for universal healthcare? And deadass, my cousin and I, like, looked at each other over him, and we were like, because why shouldn't you? people need healthcare? And he was like, yeah, but how does that affect me? And I was like, because you're a person, and hopefully you feel empathy. Yeah. Fuck off, Mark! Fuck off, Mark! I love that for you. (laughs) Power move. Your cousin says it next time. Yeah, power move. I get my cousin in on the joke. Yes. Um, Does your cousin listen to this podcast? No, absolutely not. No one in my family knows what this podcast is called. Okay. What game do you think I'm playing, Caroline? (laughs) Certainly not any video ones. (laughs) A... I mean, I have been meaning to get back into Skyrim, because I got kind of far in Skyrim Mm. when I played it. Uh, Another game that I played sporadically, but Skyrim's nice because the story doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. Mm. So, like, if you forget parts of it, it's, like, you know exactly as much about what's happening as anyone in the world does. Because everyone is like, I know one eight, one one thousandth of the story, and it's like, cool, I, I have no idea what's going on, but I'm in a cave fighting a dragon now, so I guess that's where I'm at. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm at on my personal journey. This is me living my truth. Yeah, <laughs> my truth as fighting as many dragons as I can uh, and dying repeatedly to every one of them. Mm. Sounds Because I'm bad at Skyrim. I've played like 100 hours and I'm still bad at it. <laughs> uh... So the things we've learned from this podcast is you and I should probably not start a gaming channel. Or we really super should. <laughs> we I feel like after quarantine now, we definitely have to play, like, some game together. You should come over and we should play a Cuphead and Mugman, <laughs> oh, no! the notoriously super difficult game uh, that I've beaten one stage of mm. by myself. And that's it. I would just go the wrong direction and die a whole bunch. I hope that you know this. I mean... You know, it is a platformer that kind of forces you to go one direction. That's what you think. Um, but <laughs> mm. I push boundaries. Well, no, I'm, I'm an innovator. I mean, I think what all you, you're going to hit the boundary of the screen and it won't travel back with you, so you're just going to be stuck. Well, that's rude. I left something behind there. Jesus fuck. 
That is, like, every ADHD person's worst nightmare of, like, not being able to go back to somewhere after you've, like, realized you've left something. Mm. Fuck, I forgot! Um, but yeah. Stress. Stress. Yeah. Mm. Cuphead and Mugman is fun, but it's also, like, ah. Uh, it's, it, it looks visually the way that, for me at least, anxiety attacks feel, which is a fun thing to experience. Please explain. <laughs> Because it, it's, like, it's it's rubber hose animation, which isn't the problem. But, like, the problem is you, like, go five steps forward and, like, 12 enemies pop up on screen. And it's, like, fuck, I guess I gotta deal with this now. Which is the same feeling as waking up and then realizing that your breathing's wrong and being, like, well, today's gonna suck. Aww. Well. That's, that's how it goes. That's how yeah fun times happen. Um, but yeah, it's a fun game. I, I enjoy it, and I enjoy beating it, because that feels like succeeding. Um, well, yeah, I guess beating something generally feels like succeeding yeah, when it's generally. a video game. Uh, but yeah, it's it is, it's a very intense game where lots of things can kill you, uh, and you just gotta, you just gotta deal with it, I guess. Mm, yeah. I love how you're like, this, how it goes. this is how anxiety attacks make me feel. I love playing it. I'm just, wait, huh? <laughs> I mean, it is, because it is, like, the, it's a microcosm of, it feels like, it, it, like, visually, the beginning of level looks like how an anxiety attack feels, but then it's, like, you progress through it, so it's, like, beating an anxiety ah. attack and having that end, which is nice. It's, like, the whole arc of it. Nice. But I don't have to actually experience it in my body, which is also nice. Because mm. that's not fun. Yeah, it doesn't sound fun. Yeah. Mm. Fun things about not having brains that produce enough of certain juices. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, ta- yep. I'm taking AP Psych, and that's for sure how that works. <laughs> yeah, your brain juice is wrong, and that's that's why things happen. Yeah, your brain your brain juice vibes rancid, uh, and mm. that's just how it is sometimes. You know, that's 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 how it goes. I don't have anything smart or funny to say. My brain just kind of shut off, and it was like, mm-hmm. good night, goodbye. Time to go see to your, sleep. See you around. <laughs> About to flip you off, and then I was like, wait, no, that's not what I was trying to do. I mean, if you did, it wouldn't be out of character. I, I, I am used to it at this point. <laughs> That's true. We're at the point in our friendship where, like, we can flip each other off and it's not a big deal. That's true. You remember freshman year when everyone was playing, like, the Papa's games on Cool oh, yeah. Games during Fiction Workshop? Mm-hmm. Including mm. while I was being workshopped and the person was sitting right <laughs> next to me. That's wildly unfortunate. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I remember... I... I don't actually think I played it, like, during people's workshops workshops, but there was definitely a lot of time in fiction where I was just playing on puzzle on cool math games and, like, not paying attention to what was happening in front of me. <laughs> Sorry, Miss Rolliter. Sorry, Miss Rolliter. Yeah, Miss Rolliter ever finds this podcast. Oh, we're already so screwed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hope you appreciated our literary hot takes, um, mostly about Lord of the Rings. And our quiplash sex jokes. Oh, no. Mm, this is true. Oh, that's gonna come back to haunt me. Um, <laughs> yeah, one day you're gonna be like searching. You're trying to try to find a job, and the boss is gonna be like, "Hey, so I found your podcast," and it's just like, "Oh fuck!" Yeah, I listened through all 26 hours of it just to find something that would screw you mm-hmm. over. Yeah, uh, 24 hours and 45 minutes in, you made a lot of jokes about mm, sex, and I didn't appreciate that, me personally, as your boss. Hmm. Uh, I'm going into the arts. It's gonna be fine. <laughs> Lovely. Like, that was freedom of expression. That was my 
Yeah, that was me doing a thing to entertain an audience. I don't know. I really hope someone doesn't hold what I said when I was, like, 18 against me for the rest of my life. That would suck. If you're doing- That's true. If you're gonna do that, hey, if you're my boss and you're listening and I'm, like, in my 20s and, like, you're holding this against me, fuck off, Mark. I'm a goddamn delight to be around. I'm a very good worker. I mean, I think it's also true that it would be very funny if they, like, held, you know, sex jokes, for all that they are sex jokes, are relatively innocuous. Yeah. Like, they're not super offensive. Yeah. They're not yeah, even particularly me... good quality sex jokes. <laughs> yeah. That is also true. Ghost porn is barely a sex joke. Um, so... It's just a statement. Because <laughs> ghosts can really barely have sex. Um... I mean, I guess that's, that depends on your interpretation of ghosts. That's true. Uh, and this is tr- straying way into monster fucker territory, so maybe we should, like... Yeah, maybe we should reel it back a Jump little ship? Bit. Jump ship. Abandon the ship. Not just reel it and fucking throw the whole fishing line into the water. Um, Th- uh, throw the fishing line into the sea, and then myself after it, um, mm. for good measure. Yeah. Sounds good. Sounds like a plan. I'll, I'll be right Sounds there. Like I'll be right there with you. Um... <laughs> Together, throwing ourselves into the sea. Yeah. Um, speaking of video games, not really of video games, but of something we both like that it involves video games, is that we we are both pretty big, I think, at least on my front, and I'm pretty sure on your front, pretty big fans of Brian David Gilbert's Unraveled, which yeah! is, a, is, is a video game series, at least nominally. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more of an excuse to fuck around under the thin veneer of video games, but it is very good. That's most of Polygon's content, to be fair. That is true. Um, but yeah... His Legend of Zelda video was the very first one, and that remains, I think, my favorite Unraveled. Mm. Just because, you know, I think unhinged academic is kind of the vibe that I'm going for in life. You're Um, achieving it. Good. I'm glad that I'm there. Uh, But I I was, yeah, I feel like that that is truly my aesthetic is, you know, academic, but for no good reason and with way more energy than necessary. And uh, BDG really captures that perfectly. Shout out to Brian David Gilbert. What what a dude. Yeah. What a guy. Shout out to And Pat. Pat is also very good. I think everyone working at Polygon is generally yeah. I don't know all of them super well, but they all seem generally pretty good. Yeah, they're pretty good. Shout out to Polygon. Um yeah, I don't know. I, I do enjoy uh the Unravel series. I think the Sonic one is probably my favorite, because that is the most oh, that is a good in my one. opinion. Um because it's just him yelling about Sonic and it's good. Um yeah, I won't give too much away for people who maybe want to watch it. But yeah, it's very it's very nice. And I think, yeah, just like the level of energy is like something I have a lot about topics that I'm passionate about, as evidenced by every single fucking time I've mentioned Lord of the Rings this year mm-hmm. in this podcast. Um, yep. So yeah, like I don't put any a whole lot of effort into the theories, but I am just like, here's what I read and why it's gay. Um, and so yeah, I can see myself doing that with like a three-piece suit and just smacking like a whiteboard behind me with a bunch of like... <laughs> string connecting pieces of paper around it and being like this is why they're gay um Mm -hmm. so yeah may we may we both achieve unhinged academia about very niche topics that aren't really that academic to begin with this is true yeah i can't imagine you defending your physics dissertation being like (laughs) yeah i don't think that i can i don't think i can brian david gilbert my way through physics grad school but maybe i can brian david gilbert my way through the rest of this podcast as long as it may last yeah yeah, if we're still doing this in grad school, that's going to be a time. Um, but that will mean that uh, no one has found it throughout grad school who maybe wouldn't like to find it. I mean, or maybe they have and we have just persisted anyways. I feel like, you know, really, 
Niswitic having to read teachers having to read things I write has never stopped me from writing anything. Mm. So really, why should this be any different? (laughs) Miss Whittick, if you're listening to this, uh, we're sorry. We're sorry. We're we're not going to stop, but we are sorry. We're we're not going to stop, but we would like to advise you to stop listening. Maybe. Um, Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't get better is probably the. An inspiring message from two, from two people with meaningful impact on the queer community, apparently. Um. Well, I was saying this podcast stays right here the whole time. Mm-hmm. There's a brief increase in quality for episode 12, and then we went right back to your regularly scheduled programming of be- vibing so yeah. hard forever. We barely talked about video games in this video game episode. Maybe we should pick a different topic for next time. Maybe. I mean... Hmm. What are other, I'm trying to think of other video games I have thoughts on. Mm. Mm. I play Animal Crossing. I think everyone plays Animal Crossing if they have a Switch. Mm. Like that's kind of like you get a Switch and you get Animal Crossing and then you feel meaningful human connection in the midst of quarantine mm. um with the various animals who populate your island. Precious. They're very good. Um I can't remember any of the ones on my island's name, but I do know that I have the vampire squid, which is a very cute small boy um, with a very dark name. But I was like, mm, is is baby. Yes, that's so good. That's kind of me with your D&D character, to be honest. <laughs> um, yeah, it is. He's, he's a dark, very... angsty boy with like just Aragorn, but edgier. And I was like, but is baby. Precious baby. But. Dumb baby is small. Yeah. Yeah. It's very funny to me whenever the other two party members talk about being... Here's a, what the vampire squad looks like. Talk about being intimidated by Lynn. Because I have to... I'm playing Lynn, and so Lynn in my own head is just, like, me, but with, like, a little bit more trauma. Oh, he precious. I love he him. He precious. He's small. He's so small. Anyway, you were saying. Yeah, I mean, it's like, Lynn... I mean, I don't know, I was watching uh, something Brennan Lee Mulligan said about, like, how all of our characters are just us through, like, different, like, mm-hmm. you can shape yourself into a specific character, but every D&D character is, like, comes from the same place as you, uh, and so Lynn, as I'm playing them, is just me, but with, like, maybe not, definitely s- somewhat more trauma, but also trauma from a different source, like, the, the the things from which I have trauma are not the things from which Lynn has trauma. Um, but it's just, like, my social anxiety and general inability to talk to people manifested in angsty murder boy. Um, and so to know that anyone is intimidated by Lynn is just as funny as to know that anyone is intimidated by me. Eli has one-shotted several goblins in cold blood in this campaign. <laughs> I also love- yeah, that is also just a part of you as a person, though, is because you also end up intimidating people without meaning to and having this, like- very kind of tough exterior that people are like kind of uh scared by and then just like getting to know he's like oh wait no no <laughs> yeah it's, that disappears yeah. quickly yeah they're, I mean, yeah they're not mad all the time that's just that's just how they look <laughs> that's just my face yeah i look depressed all the time that's my special skill <laughs> yeah i i feel like maybe i just constantly look like i'm con my like thinking face looks like a contemplating murder face mm. um which isn't great but it's also pertinent to mention that like right now i'm wearing a dark purple t-shirt with neon green writing on it and i don't know how anyone could be intimidated by that ever this is like the ugliest shirt that has ever existed what does it say on the shirt though eli 
It says Eeyore's 54th birthday. It's an Eeyore's birthday shirt. Yeah, this is, this exactly. is unintimidating. <laughs> you are wearing Winnie the Pooh merch. At this I am wearing moment. Winnie the Pooh merch. There's a giant Eeyore on it. It's very funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's kind of what that is. Yeah, it's very funny to, like, kind of see that kind of get reflected. Um, yeah. I don't know. Shout yeah. out to the people that we're playing D&D with. Woo! Um, Woo! <laughs> yes. Uh. I feel like I would I would say the same thing of Solwyn, because Solwyn is also a baby, but Solwyn doesn't project an aura of fear or intimidation. <laughs> she... <laughs> She's just kind of, I mean, she's, she's a, you're so, someone is surrounded by a lot of, like, very intimidating people, like, a full-on necromancer who has raised the dead. The necromancer's um, not even that scary, though, is the thing. The necromancer's not that scary, but it she is, like, objectively, <laughs> you have, a, like, a full-on necromancer who has raised the dead and consistently asks me about reanimating corpses. You have someone who literally is decorated with holy light, and then Orstein, who once made... Someone he was threatening, both scared and horny simultaneously. And then there's Solwyn, who's like, and is also here. Solwyn is the normal one, pretty much. Solwyn is the well-adjusted person. Yeah, out, which out is of... kind of astonishing, because she's also not that. Um, <laughs> Solwyn just, is yeah. well-adjusted by comparison, which isn't saying much. Yeah, it's a low bar. It was Yeah, I'm just like, maybe we shouldn't terrorize people working in the service industry right now. I don't think that doing magic in front of them will make anything better. Um, yeah. Um, so I am there to keep the other party members in check is pretty much Solwyn. Um, but yeah, she is also baby, but also mom. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you gotta true. do both. Self-care. <laughs> Sometimes you have to wear more than one hat. At um, the same time. Because your colleagues yes. are wearing their pet birds as hats. Yes. <laughs> their pet birds and their Whataburger hat um, two two real things that exist in this world that I allowed to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I told my dad, oh yeah, I got possessed by a, a small five-year-old child in D&D because I got bamboozled. Uh, and my dad was like, ah, shocking. Uh, and then he was like, I talked to your brother about it, and your brother says that ghost children are a well-documented phenomenon and that most of them are not to be trusted, so... so rip to you. He mentioned The Shining like it was a thing that is... Like an obscure film? <laughs> I don't know. My the, dad. the cult classic The Shining, well outside of the popular media canon, you know. Yeah, and he's like, Yeah, ghost children are well documented phenomenon. I was like, Well, I'm a sucker for children who need help. So there's that. Like I would argue that two little girls at the end of Halloween, like, creepily intoning come play with us is not the same as a small five year old like pulling you somewhere and being like, I'm lonely, I need a friend. Like help. <laughs> two different vibes. Two different vibes. I mean, you know, I'm not a horror writer, so that's probably why it was two different vibes. Um, Mm. But it was an effective vibe. It was an effective vibe, though. It was like much better. I think me making that decision was maybe a little bit better uh, than someone in a horror movie (laughs) making that decision, where the trope is like true. Yeah, because it's like, well, this is a world where magic is real, and we have proven to be like be able to reanimate the dead. So it's not entirely out of the realm of possibility that this is actually the spirit of a small child. This is true. That's how it goes sometimes. Sorry, speaking of video games, I immediately started thinking of Luigi's Mansion as we were talking about ghosts, which is not a game I've played, but is a game where I'm like, good for him. Good for him. Good for for Luigi. Luigi. Shout out to Luigi. Yeah, shout out to Luigi. Uh, You get clowned on a lot, but... You know, you're probably my second second favorite character from the Mario franchise. Um, following Yoshi, who also 
in game gets clowned on a lot, but is a good bean. Mm. I was about to say, like, I think Luigi is used to being second favorite. <laughs> yeah, poor <laughs> Luigi. <laughs> Luigi. <laughs> I mean, you know, you seem to have a special affinity with Luigi, given that you select his avatar in Monster Seeking Monster and use it to flirt with people. <laughs> yeah, I do. You play I a mean... sexually empowered Luigi is what you do. <laughs> I'm being I just... to say cursed things during this podcast and I immediately regret it. <laughs> a sexually empowered Luigi. That's oh, oh, if 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 I wasn't uh if I didn't already have such a great Instagram description, I would put that in there, but I think the the balance of Moose King, King of All These Mises, and Cowboy Joke is already like it, it's at its peak. It's I can't peak. I can't get better. As as great if oh oh that's something that I was gonna say is it doesn't yet exist but by the time this podcast thank you for showing me the thing that I just sent Skype by the time this podcast comes out I will set up a Twitter for the podcast uh, at Haynard Podcast it will be in the description uh, if you want to go follow us on Twitter um, and yeah and about I think the first thing when, we say <laughs> when this episode comes out I will tweet out. Um, you are a sexually empowered Luigi Caroline Payton, episode 13 of Hayner. Um, Don't fucking append my full name to that. <laughs> fine. Caroline, episode 13. Great. Yeah, uh, so we're going to be having a, a social meet pretty soon. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. At least one. At least one. One, one social meet. I don't know why I made the, like, okay hand to say that, but one. It's fine. Making random hand signals that do not make sense is uh, queer culture. You know, fair Watch enough. you by the rock and roll sign and the peace sign. And finger guns. Can't forget finger yep. guns. Those are all queer culture hats, by the way. Uh, if you use them now, you're appropriating. Fuck mm. off, Mark. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like by the end of the season, we're gonna have said something truly atrocious to Mark, and then someone <laughs> named Mark is gonna be like, hey, please stop, and we're gonna be like, oh... Oops. <laughs> Season three finale, we get Mark acquired against. <laughs> I'm like, we'd like to formally apologize to Mark. Here he is. We'd like to. Uh, Markiplier is here to accept the our formal apology. Yeah, we don't even have him for the full episode. We have him for like five minutes. We to fucking issue pay him on cameo <laughs> to send in a voice memo. Oh god, Markiplier, if you're listening, please be be a guest on the show. We would love to. Have yeah. You. I mean, on the off chance that Markiplier ever finds this, come and we come to the show and we will <laughs> issue an apology to all all marks, except for the one that we're talking to. Yeah, except for except very specifically, we will not be apologizing to any marks who are studio exec capitalist fucks. You know who you are. Because fuck you. Yeah, fuck off, Mark. Uh, to all other marks, you're great and lovely, uh, and we validate you, especially if you're a trans guy named Mark. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but the cishet white rich studio exec capitalist fucks know what they can do. Yeah. You know what to do. We've <laughs> given know. you the instructions several times at this point. Um. Yeah. Get get out of my house. Stop breaking in in the middle of the night. I don't want you here. <laughs> Mark lives in my mind rent free. <laughs> Mark lives in my mind rent free not because I let him but because he's refusing to pay me to be in my head and i keep asking him to please either pay rent or get out and he's like what are you gonna do 
Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, if that's the case, then you would be a landlord. And don't you not want to be a landlord? Because that's a fucking stupid job position that shouldn't exist. Huh? Huh? And I'm like, fuck, you're using my communism against me. <laughs> Shit. I've Shit, been outmaneuvered by Mark the Capitalist Fuck. <laughs> I've been outcommied by Mark the Capitalist Fuck. <laughs> Uh, oh, no. we, we're very good at talking about video games. Yeah. <laughs> when I apply to work at Polygon, they're going to be like, no, you're really bad at this. Oh, uh, no. Please, we can play board games in an entertaining manner. Please, we can make joke good. We can make good joke. Yeah. I'd... That's our one skill. That's the one skill on the resume. Oh, no. Well, dearie me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's never gonna work out. Uh, mm-hmm. but you know, Polyon, give us give us an internship. That's that's I guess another thing that we're saying. We will come and use whatever skills this podcast displays on your behalf. Mm-hmm. Does it display any skills? That's for you to decide. Yeah, I think this is maybe one of the most off the rails episodes we've done yet. <laughs> This episode went nowhere. This episode, yeah, like, not even off the rails. It's just stayed in the station. It's not chugging along doing anything. It's just there. No, I don't think it was even, like, in the station. We just, we, like, we started We reversed out. Yeah, we started <laughs> we in a backwards. field, and we were like, well, we can't go anywhere, so... Meh. What do you want us to do, huh? We just pulled a little boxcar children fucking... <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, I mean... Vid- video James. The, the the games of the videos. <laughs> video James. Video James. <laughs> videos of people named I James. I think you mean the odd ones out? <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh. <laughs> this is what senior year has done to us. We're both going fucking insane. <laughs> I, senior year hasn't done this. We were already like this. I think that we normally just know what we're talking about so we can hide it efficiently, but not today. Yeah, I mean, this has just been a hot mess of an episode, and I think it's just better if we, you know, I I don't think we're going to beat the final boss on this one. I think it's better if we just run out of the cave and wait until we've come back and, and we've leveled up and maybe played a video game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> played one video game. Yeah, um, so yeah, I guess... Uh, what did we learn this episode? Um, we learned that Mark the Capitalist... <laughs> Mark, Mark the Capitalist Studio Exec... Fuck. Motherfucker can go, uh, get, get out of my head. I won't make you pay rent, but I will make you leave. Um, sir, mm-hmm. stop using our communism against us. Uh, that's, that's the big, the big one. Uh, I think we learned... What else? Did we learn anything else? Um, well, now the internet knows part of how I figured out I was queer. Um, part of what That's started true. me on that journey. I figured out what lesbianism was through Minecraft. Mm-hmm. Shout out to, shout out to Mo Yang. Mm-hmm. And, and we, we learned that we have no hope of being hired by Polygon. Mm. We, That's, That's an important thing to learn. Um, we learned that college admissions officers probably should not be looking through this. Um, yeah. we learned that we make some truly atrocious jokes on Quiplash. Mm-hmm. Um... That that's a lot. That I think that's that's yeah. that's a good educational content. Yeah. For an, for a not educational podcast. Yeah. I, you know, you definitely learned something. You have things in your brain that weren't there before. Whether or not you find these things useful or even wanted is up to you, but they're there now yeah. and we put them there. Um, you know, as as gently as we could. We didn't put them there gently. We kind of like 
We just kind of threw them in. We kind of, th- yeah, we tossed them with some amount of violence, and if they stuck, g- good. Yeah, we kind of flailed our limbs and kind of things flew where they were going to fly. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> um and yeah, I think that is all of the things that I can say, so do you want to take take us out, Eli? Yeah, all right. Back to our final, our good friend in this outro. Um, thanks to Star Square Noise on the Free Music Archive for their use of t- so- their song "Tal Defense Ending." Um, I guess you're now associated with us forever, so congratulations on that. After this episode, <laughs> um, potential sponsors: Nintendo, Microsoft, Sega, Sega, um. Uh- Movie studios with <laughs> execs named Mark. Communist movie studios. Yeah, if any exist. Um, you know, small businesses, large businesses, if you sell video games in any manner, our email is haynerpodcast at gmail.com, and we we will advertise your things. Uh, listeners, tell your friends, your fellow gamers, your fellow non-gamers, if your you are like us. Your PCs, your NPCs, your... RAM, um, your files? Uh, <laughs> your files? Your, uh, graphics? Your cursors? Your character your controllers? Scene, your scene, consoles? Yeah. Your PCs? Your hard drives? Your, uh, d- d- cursed antagonist who makes you go into your game files and delete certain parts of them to progress further in the game? Um, mm-hmm. your Undertales, etc. Oh, we didn't talk et cetera. about- Etc. Do we have anything to say about Undertale? I didn't. It's- it's good. You I seem- mean, I, yeah. You just seem yeah, like the kind of person who have it. an opinion on Undertale. Um, I, I I didn't play it. I watched people play it, and mm, it seemed fine. Yeah, um, okay. Fair enough. Um, yeah, just general listeners, tell tell people about us. Um, yeah, tweet about us, Instagram about us, etc. E- email us fun stuff at haynerdpodcast at gmail.com, or, you know, you can tweet us now at our Twitter, at haynerdpodcast, um, and check back next Wednesday when... There will be another episode. We don't know what the subject is yet, but it will be. It's a surprise to everyone, including us. Actually, that's wrong. Not next week, two weeks from now, because we are switching to an every other week release system. So check back two weeks from now for uh, a fun new episode that no one knows anything about yet. It's a mystery box episode. Yes. All right. All right. Um... I I guess that's it. (laughs) I guess that's it. Alright, we got one one last thing to do. The first one of the new season. Let's see if we can get it right. Three, Three two, two, one. Binard. one. Binard. Well, we fucking I think that it was maybe a little bit off, but, you know, yeah. we can only... We, we definitely tried. We did try. Really hard. Alright. Alright. <laughs>